looking to sound like you know what's going on in the world? Pop culture, social strategy, comedy, and other funny stuff? Well, join the club and settle in for the Jeff Dwoskin Show. It's not the podcast we deserve, but the podcast we all need with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. All right, Dell. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. You get the show going each and every week. And this week is no exception. Welcome, everybody, to episode 46 of Live from Detroit, The Jeff Duoskin Show. As always, I am your host, Jeff Duoskin. Great to be back. Great to have you back for another amazing week. We've got an incredible guest for you today. Actress Jennifer Candy is here. That's right, Jennifer Candy, talking about all the great stuff she's up to, including her amazing podcast, Couch Candy, where she talks to the most incredible guests. And of course, Jennifer Candy is the daughter of the late, great John Candy, and we dive into his legacy as well. It's a great conversation, and I can't wait to share it with you, and that's coming up in just a little bit. I do want to throw a big thank you out to everyone who follows the podcast and one of their favorite podcast apps, whether that be CastBox or Apple Podcasts or Podchaser or Humbly App or Good Pods or Google or iHeartRadio or Spotify. That's a lot of places, Jeff. I know. I'm so fancy. Uh, Audible. I mean, it goes on and on. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. Follow the podcast. Totally free. You know that because you paid nothing to hear me say what I'm saying to you at this moment. Follow the podcast. You'll get notified every time a new episode comes out. No reason to have to remember that. We'll just send you a little, hey, new episode. And then here's the important part. Tell all your friends. Say, hey, you should follow live from Detroit, the Jeff Dewaskin show as well. And then they'll tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and then they'll tell a friend, and pretty soon everyone will be using the same shampoo and listening to live from Detroit, the Jeff Dewaskin show. Can you imagine a world more exciting than that? I cannot. I'm trying. Tried. Cannot. All right. Well, thank you very much. So do that. And then also rate the podcast, if you don't mind, when you're there. Five stars. Jeff Tawaskin's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blanks. Whatever you want. This isn't an admission scandal type thing. It doesn't cost any money. It just is great to hear and see and lets other people know who stumble upon it that you love it and they'll love it too. Thank you so much for your support. And we've had lots of amazing episodes so far, really have. If you didn't check out last week's with Brian Behar, amazing, Mary Ellen Hooper. A few weeks ago, we had Jackie the Joke Man, Marlene, return to the show. We did a giveaway. I have the signed books in hands, and the three winners of the signed the Joke Man books are going out this week, so we're excited to do that. Make sure you follow my mailing list. Go to jeffisfunny.com. You can sign up for the mailing list and we'll alert you next time we do a giveaway. Also, follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dewaskin Show or on Instagram at Jeff Dewaskin Show. And we'll also make announcements there. We've done a couple giveaways now. We're excited to do more in the future. So check out the whole back catalog of Live from Detroit, the Jeff Dewaskin Show. If you love TV and streaming TV, also check out my live show, Crossing the Streams. That's every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern time live on youtube go to the youtube channel live from detroit the jeff dewaskin show you can watch it live comment interact with us it's a great time it's a fun hour and you'll love it and you'll walk away with tons of great tv streaming suggestions and now it's time for the social media tip people always ask me jeff how do you get great engagement on the social medias 
Well, one way to do that is to have a call to action tweet. Ask your audience a question. Have Give them something to respond to, not just like a retweet and share, but actually reply to and, and offer their two cents to something you want to know more about. So in preparation for this episode, since I knew I was talking to Jennifer Candy and I knew we were talking a bit about John Candy, I posted a tweet asking everyone what their favorite John Candy movie was. Jennifer was kind enough to retweet it for me. Thank you, Jennifer. And the response was great. So much love for John Candy and his movies. If I had to guess, I would say Uncle Buck and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles seem to be the most popular answers, but they weren't the only answers. Splash, Canadian Bacon, Home Alone, Stripes, The Great Outdoors, Brewster's Millions, his cameo in Little Shop of Horrors, Who's Harry Crumb, It just went on and on and on. So much love and affection for John Candy. So the responses were great. It was fun, engaging, and it gave people a platform to talk about something they really enjoy. So whatever's right for you on your social media platforms, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, do the same thing. Ask a question, engage, have fun. And that's the social media tip. Do I do a quick shout out to Jerry? Thank you for that awesome meme that you made me for the show. Everyone can go to at Jeff Tawaskin show on Instagram and check it out. Jerry's tagged in that tweet. You should then follow and go to his account. Check out all the artwork he does. He's an amazing artist. Also want to do a shout out to Lee. Thank you for all the great comments you've been leaving me. I'm glad you're enjoying the journey. I also want to thank everyone who supports the sponsors week after week. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Each week you come back. Each week I get calls and letters and emails from the sponsors saying, oh, the response was amazing. What are you doing there? I say, I got the best fans. What can I tell you? What can I tell you? So Thank you guys for that. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you're getting something out of that. And I'm glad the response has been so positive. I'm excited to share with you this week's sponsor, American Light and Fixture Company Jewelry Division. That's right. The American Light and Fixture Company Jewelry Division is offering via this show the deal of a lifetime. That's right. Earrings now are $5 a pair or two for $7. You heard me right. $5 a pair or two for $7. We're talking a variety that you won't believe. Oh my God, just flipping through the catalog, the Walter Cronkite moon ring, Czechoslovakian ivory, Diane Sawyer autographed earrings. Jeff, these are only $5, yes, or two for $7. Oh, and this is amazing. A handcrafted Grand Wizard of China fourth century replica can be yours. That's right. What, Jeff, how much? A hundred, no, $5 a pair or two for $7. But Jeff, they look heavy. No, they look heavy, but they're filled with helium. They're actually very light. Can't get lighter than an autographed Daryl strawberry earring. That's right. Just put these on and they guarantee you'll pass for at least 18 or 19. That's right. Who doesn't want to look 18 or 19? Go check out the website, American Light and Fixture Company. Click on Jewelry Division. Type in the code Jeff Dewaskin Show. $5 a pair or two for $7. You won't be disappointed. They're amazing. And I know you know that. All right. Well, okay. Now it's time for me to share my conversation that I had with the amazing Jennifer Candy. Here you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited to introduce my next guest, actor, artist, the hilarious Jennifer Candy. Hi, Jennifer. Hi. Thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. 
I was introduced to you through some mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And then being in the podcast space, I checked out Couch Candy, which is your show that you do. Yes, I do Couch Candy, which you can find on YouTube. I'm in the process of turning it into a podcast. But at the moment, it's just it's a it's more visual for you to see. But I guess people listen to it as well as you know, while they're driving around, people say it's like turn it into a podcast. I can't I'm driving when I'm listening to them. I was like, because there's photos and stuff. So I wanted there to be it needed to be visual. It's like, that's just how I wanted it to be. That was how my thought process was with it. But I loved it just kind of a fly in the wall of the life of my dad with his friends and all the stories that were told. Yes. As I, I go to look at it, it's a nice little startup project you had. Joe yeah. Flaherty, Fred Willard, Martin Short, Mark Evan, Chris Sullivan, Jerry O'Connell. This is enough for any other podcaster just to hate you. So I secretly hate you. That's that's what I'm saying. I am envious of you and jealous of you. <laughs> it's okay. I completely understand. I, I, I get how that is. It's like with young children. You never tell them that your child is sleeping through the night. You just kind of smile and nod and say, oh, thank you. I'm having a good time. I think it's a fantastic concept. So just, I know you you said your dad, just so everyone who listening knows, uh, Jennifer Candy's father is John Candy, who I'm sure everyone knows and probably just went like, oh my God. <laughs> you never know. Some younger generations, they're either learning or they don't know. So it's nice to educate. Right. So we'll spend some time talking about John Candy and, and what the newer generation should focus on. When I watched the show, Couch Candy, you know, you introduce yourself and these are all the friends of your father. You call them your aunts and uncles, mm-hmm. which I think is yep. adorable. And uh, <laughs> it's just so cool. Like just to be able to kind of, I'm sure for you to kind of share these stories. Not a lot of us have these type of people in our lives. Well, I mean, like if I were to interview people like my quote unquote aunts and uncles, it'd be like, oh, this one time your dad ordered a steak and he can't finish it. You know, like, he'd be like, Right. Yeah, it was he could barbecue that guy, and it'd be like, <laughs> but your dad is John Candy, and so here we are talking to Dave Thomas, Martin Short, all these people. What are some of the like most awesome stories? Awesome stories. There's so many. I always love that Dave Thomas was my first guest, and so it was the first. It was a fun one for him to talk about how my dad picked Dave up and just spun him around in on stage, and just how in the moment he was, and how strong he was, and just how like ridiculous with certain things he was. And, and I think it's also just stories of about how Eugene and my dad and how their the writing process. And my dad used to write on cocktail napkins, and he wasn't a great writer, but he had great concepts and ideas. So then he would pair himself up with the stronger writer, and then they come up with sketches and ideas and stuff like that. Because they they all kind of slummed it together on SCTV. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right. So I remember watching that growing up. It was like it was so funny. I mean, just the whole everything about it. Yeah, it was. It was SCTV was so great. I was so young. I I think I was born and then grew up and went on set a couple times. So you grew up in this sea of funniness. Was your mom funny? She is. She she's got such a great dry sense of humor that she doesn't think she's funny. And then we sometimes think she's the funnier person in the family, we always used to say. (laughs) She's got great little one-liners and zingers and stuff like that. So being around all this funniness led you to Second City yourself, right? In Second City Mm -hmm. in Chicago. Yep. What was that like, learning improv and being a candy? Like, how did that, I mean, like, did people have expectations of you? Always. They always have expectations besides the Second City. But I used to meet with agents and they the first thing out of their mouth would be, are you funny? And I always hated that comment because I was like, well, I think I'm funny. Like I try and then, they, you know, you just kind of 
it's like asking an actor to say something funny or just do something like just like act right on the spot. It's like it's kind of like eh, that's not how it works, and it's sometimes insulting. But in Second City, it was such a great environment. Being in Second City and having the last name, it's always a little daunting because people expect you to have I don't know they you just have this expectation on you to either be funny or to I'll be honest, like knowing my last name. It helps and it hurts at the same time because a lot of people like expect you to have, I don't know, it's this like, it's this, this bar that they expect you to have reached. I don't know, but Second City was great. Second City, they just welcomed me with open arms. They uh, loved who I was. I at least think. I loved who they were. And I got to study from where the best people learn how to study improv. And my dad was there. And I was went through the conservatory program. I auditioned for Turco. Did I get Turco? No. So that just goes to show you your name doesn't necessarily automatically get you... <laughs> get you on a team or anything like that. But I worked in the box office and I had fun. I lived right around the corner from Second City and it ended up being my dad's old building where he lived. Not the same unit, but the same building. So that was so much fun. Oh, that's cool. But there's always that expectation with anything, with agents, with people you meet, if they hear your last name, they just... My One of my first agents always said, there a lot of people are going to want to meet you just based off of who you are and your last name. And then that's it. So it's kind of like, okay, you have to really work and you have to put in the work to show them that you are an individual and that you have to put in the work just like everyone else, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally makes sense. So what was your first big opportunity then? Well, I started at the bottom. So I worked at Second City. I live, love Chicago. Winters were too cold. I moved back to Los Angeles. So when I moved back to Los Angeles, I ended up sending my headshot and resume to everyone that I knew, agents, and then friends of my parents. And I was like, you know what? And so I got a job actually on According to Jim, which was Jim Belushi's show at the time. And he brought me on as a background. And so I would do background for the longest time on that show. And from there, then I became a stand-in, which helps with camera lighting. And by becoming a stand-in, then I got little bit roles. So I had that. And then Mad TV randomly, we ha- I knew uh, Second City writers. So there's a little bit about connections too. A lot of the Second City writers were writers on Mad TV. So I got little bit role on Mad TV. And so from that, I just kept going, kept building my resume, eventually got my own agent. I worked on a bunch of different little Disney shows, did a bunch of indie films, I'm still trying to like you ask what you know what my big thing is. I think I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> what Disney what Disney <laughs> shows were you on? Disney shows. Mostly a lot of the shows I did was uh, Disney's Live and Maddie, which was about twins and so I had a little bit couple bit roles on there and a voiceover and stuff like that. So which was fun. It was a good good group of people and a lot of people I've actually known since the according to Jim days. So it's like the connections that I made early on, you just you have to keep connections because you never know what show people are gonna go to, where people are gonna move, and if they like you, they're gonna bring you along. So that's kind of how I've also looked at it. So never burn bridges unless you really need to burn that bridge, but never burn bridges in Hollywood. <laughs> no, I think that's good advice in general. I, you know, it's funny. Yeah. Like, people are like, I hate Facebook. I'm getting rid of Facebook. I'm like, that's how I'm connected with people from the last 15, 20 years, whatever. I know. You know? I do the same thing where I'm going to like, I'm, I'm not being on Facebook. And then I realize, oh, wait, I haven't talked to this person in forever. Oh, it's nice to see what they're going through. And I'm not on it as much, but at least I like that connection. It's, it's great. So, all right. So Jim Belushi was really good to you. So that's nice. He was. It was really nice. Larry Joe Campbell. Yeah. He's on, he was- oh, I love Larry Joe. Larry Joe is one of my favorite human beings. He was awesome on that show. 
And in life. He is a really cool dude. I was doing stand-up because I think he's from Michigan. He's from Michigan, I believe. Yeah, Detroit. And so I was doing comedy in Livonia and he was backstage and I got a photo with him, which was- Oh, that's awesome. It was before I think your phones had photos. So it was like to have a camera, I was like, you know, it was nice to be able to kind of just snap the shot. And I think he did a set that night too. I think he went on stage. He He probably did. Yeah. Larry Joe's great. He was a good dude. We didn't stay in touch. So it sounds like you've, you're kind of interwoven with tons of really cool, cool shows. Were you on any other Disney shows besides Live and Maddie? I worked on as a, as a stand-in. I was like Lab Rats and- Oh, so you know, did you get to meet Hal Sparks? I did. I know Hal Sparks as well. So that's like, like I said, I make so many connections. Being a stand-in, I met so many people. So yeah, so uh, Lab Rats, Hal Sparks. So I know Hal very well. He's great and he's funny. And that was a, that was a fun show to work on. Did, I think I like maybe got one little walk on part on that, but I didn't, you know, I didn't speak or I didn't get paid to do anything big books on that, but it was fun. It was a fun show. Which is a Waverly place. Yep. Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, I had another part on that so that I met Jeff Garland that way. And so then Jeff and I became friends from Wizards of Waverly Place. I stood in for Selena because I looked just... Oh, no. My friend stood in for Selena. I had to stand in for Shakira one time when Shakira and Jeff Garland played the same character because I looked... It was so funny. I was... That was... It's a, it's a fun... It was a fun show. I liked it. David DeLuise. Met David DeLuise there. I, you know, a lot of people that I made great connections with and still stay in contact with. That's pretty awesome. Awesome. Hal uh, has been on the show. I interviewed Hal. Oh, great. <laughs> we were Twitter buds. Nice. I've never met Jeff Garland, but my daughter went to college with his niece and became good friends. Oh, that's awesome. So at a sorority function, I actually hung out with Jeff Garland's brother, okay. who happens to have the exact same voice as Jeff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That is funny. It's really funny, yeah. And then uh, my da- youngest daughter was obsessed with Selena Gomez. So when I tell her you you know her, she'll be impressed. We had Selena. Selena was great. I uh, it was so fun set to work on. David Henry, you know Selena. Remember Taylor Swift used to come and visit set before she you know became hugely wildly popular. Before they all did, and you know it was it was just a you know a fun feel good set. My daughter was obsessed, so we paid. I think I paid to do a meet and greet with Selena Gomez. <laughs> Really, <laughs> it's like a, it was awesome. her moment. It just uh, your biggest moment for life, and like when we get the picture back, her eyes were shut. <laughs> oh God, I know. Don't, those 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 things are so funny. You've got to like I know. pry your eyes open, or you look like they're like one shot. I'm like, but I paid for four tickets. <laughs> I know exactly. Can I get four shots? Oh man, so that's cool. So, uh, oh, you were on the Defenders. I was Jim Belushi, Jerry O'Connell. That's how I met Jerry O'Connell. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Larry Joe, I think, did an episode. Everyone kind of comes back. Dan Aykroyd was on it. You know, it was it was that was another fun show. Dan Aykroyd has not returned my calls. So. <laughs> it's okay, he doesn't always necessarily return my calls, either. <laughs> but he's he's great. In Vino, that with um, Ed Asner. Ed Asner, yeah, Ed Asner and Sean Young. So that was that was a fun. I kind of was shocked that they asked me to do that, and I was like, yeah, '80s murder mystery, and then Ed Asner, Sean Young, the whole you know the cast was just phenomenal on it. It was fun. It's you know an in- independent film, but I loved it. I had fun with it. My buddy just we were doing uh, playing Twitter games on Twitter recently. Yeah, it was like replace an actor, ruin a film, or something. So he jokingly said Ed Asner. Yeah, uh, and Die Hard. Right. And Ed Asner responded to the tweet. And then the Ed Asner fan base attacked my friend. Yeah. (laughs) It was all done in love. I mean, it wasn't meant to like. Of course. So that was kind of funny. So Sean Young. So your dad worked with Sean Young in Stripes. In Stripes. Yep. That was kind of another secular thing that I was just like, this is amazing. It was fun. And she was great. I was a little nervous to work with her. 
but she was she was awesome. She actually in a couple of my like solo scenes um, where I had to like speak to someone, she would stay there, stand there, do lines with me, and every like she was very present and very. She was great. I was really happy. She had some great stories about my dad too. Well, share one. I want to hear one. I'm trying to think of what specifically she said, but she was always uh, she like that whole group. She was the one that said that they all love to party really hard, but your dad partied really hard, but then he knew he had to go home. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, your dad knew when to draw the line. She's a lot of them didn't know when to draw the line. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Stripes is uh, is possibly one of the funniest movies ever. Oh, it's such a good movie. As they say, a lot of people on Twitter, because it's uh, with the Lunar New Year, it's Year of the Ox. So I'm getting a lot of pictures of, of my dad that says Year of the Ox, Dewey Oxburger. It's funny. Your dad was, it was interesting. Like, I mean, when he was like the main role, he was a uh, great he would just add so much, even in small roles. It's like when he would pop up in uh, Home Alone or something like that. It's like, I can't think of many people that you could put into that category that would just pop into a movie like that and like be that memorable that many times. And, a- and add more to the movie too, you know? I think there was some, like Home Alone, you said. It was one day of shooting, 24 hours, and yet... To this day, everyone loves the Kenosha Kickers and his character and right. feel like he would be in it more. Like, you're like, oh, he was in it. And wait, oh, no, he was only in it for like two minutes total. Right. You'd think polka music would be more popular. Popular now. <laughs> Come on. Polka, polka, polka. Tell me about Camp Candy. Oh, Camp Candy. Fun. That was my dad's. I think in back in the late 80s, early 90s, a lot of celebrities were creating their own TV show or like cartoon show. There was Howie Mandel with Bobby's World and Louis Anderson with the Louis show. And then my dad did Camp Candy. And my brother and I got to do a couple little voices on that show, which was fun. But we also did, um, I think towards the second and third season, they started adding live action sequences before each episode and it was my dad doing like a PSA type thing so my brother and I my best friend Aaron we actually were the kids in the background that would like you know we're camping or fishing or you know doing things like that so that was always fun still to this I love Camp Candy I put um, some cartoon cells in um, our son's nursery (laughs) it's the bedroom now he's no longer nursery I shouldn't call it nursery anymore but we put some Camp Candy cells up there which was fun because I just it's it's such a great nostalgic show as your son begins to get older and can watch movies what yep what movies are you gonna introduce him to first for john candy movies don't judge us as bad parents and what hasn't he already seen we did you know he's seen skewers down under because obviously it's a cartoon i've shown him on the internet some episodes of camp candy because i i have them but they're on vhs and i guess we could show them at my mom's house because she still has a vhs so we haven't done full episodes of camp candy yet cool runnings we showed him cool runnings i he's a little over two. So he's kind of sees it and he, but I don't think he's processing too much of it. You know, great outdoor, like, oh, well, he'll see them all. I think he's seen Blues, he's, you know, Blues Brothers has been on in the background. So <laughs> it's pretty cool to be able to introduce grandpa that way and kind of and do that. It's just, I know, I know. It's, it's fun. We enjoy, we enjoy it. I get excited to find new things when he's, and th- I think it'll be nice when he's older too. And he actually understands the concept of, you know, this is grandpa and all the different, the ones that we can actually, you know, really show him and be like, not worried that he's going to repeat certain words or phrases. Right. What role is John Candy most like in your opinion? In my opinion. So I want to say he was a blend of all of his characters because that was the great thing about my dad is he he brought himself to so many of his characters. But gosh, you know, he was the Del Griffith. He was that kind of bleeding heart, just loved everyone and was just so kind to everyone. 
But then again, he was also Chet from Great Outdoors. He, I want to say he's not like any one specific character. He kind of is a little bit of every single one that would make up my dad. He was your, your typical dad. Like he was a family man. He loved, he was, you know, hardworking. You know, if we got in trouble, we got in trouble. And, but overall it was, he was just a normal dad. <laughs> I can imagine. That's that's pretty cool. Leave work at home, come home. <laughs> exactly. And obviously, sometimes that doesn't necessarily happen because it bleeds over. So he would bring like we went to Jamaica for shooting a cool running. So he brought us with him. So it was like, that's his that's his family. You know, his family was priority. But also he loved to work. Well, that's cool that he would bring you. Do you think that's what kind of gave you the bug to want to act and all that kind of stuff? I think so. I loved I loved working on set. I loved visiting sets. And I would always pretend to like, if I was the one that I think my brother and I loved helping out at a craft service. Like, so whenever it was the, the honey wagon with the, the cooks and all that, and I'd be in there, we'd be scrambling eggs and we'd help cook. And we just loved watching stuff and setting things up. And that was, that was always a, a fun thing to do. So it kind of gave you the bug. Yeah. How does your mom? feel about you acting she loves it she's very she's i think our, our, my biggest fan and my my brother's biggest fan and supporter and she supports us 100 with you know just she's you know the first to buy the ticket to our plays or movies and you know watch record stuff and share and all that stuff she's 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 great about it all what's your mom's favorite john candy movies oh god that's a hard one i don't know I have to actually might have to ask her that one. She does love trains, planes, and automobiles. There was a TV show called Coming Up Rosie that she always used to love that show. So it was a TV show that was took place in Canada. I want to say Gilda Radner was in it too. And I, maybe she liked it because it had her, her name in it. But she always talks about Coming Up Rosie. She loved that show. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is by far just hands down one of the, forget John Candy movies, just greatest movies ever. It was on Valentine's Day just recently. I was like, oh, that's the greatest Valentine. It's also a great Valentine's Day movie, The Love Between Neil and Dell. One of the things I'm most proud of as a father myself mm-hmm. is the amount of times that my kids will quote saying they'll just randomly say to somebody you're going the wrong way they'll come back with how do you know (laughs) we i still do that to this day and also that's what like when we would go out we were family friends with the, the hughes family so when we would go out to dinner we'd obviously take separate cars but growing up we lived near each other but so we would always drive home the same direction and so they would roll up next to each other roll down the windows in the whole entire car their car and our car would be yelling you're going the wrong way and then my dad like how do they know where we're going or we'd go back and forth you know reversing the roles and stuff like that so that was that was fun do you enjoy sharing your father with the world like this it's i mean it's got to be amazing but it's it's also got to be weird too right it is amazing you know what you just kind of i'm i'm happy to like there's I think growing up, I didn't quite understand the concept of sharing him because, and I was the one was always like, oh, look at me, look at me, you know, strive for attention. But I wasn't. It was just like, I would, you know, if he, I pretend, like I go to my dad if there was like a sea of people asking for autographs, I'd like sneak in and be like, I'd like your autograph, I'd like your autograph. And it was always me joking. And then he'd like come to me and then he'd look at me and he'd be like, hey, and I'd be like, haha. And so I always used to do jokes like that. But I, I you know what? He made so many people happy and helped so many people through hard times in their life. And I just, as I got older, I'm like, this is amazing that someone's career can affect so many people. And I love that. And I kind of, I also strive to do that. I've always, I've always loved making people laugh and feel good and smile and stuff like that, or or just in general, feel something. And that's what I've learned from my father 
and I've taken into my career and just in general in life. So I'm ha- I'm happy to share with him, you know, to the world and stuff like that. You know, yes, it's sometimes hard, and but you know what? I'm not I'm not mad about it. It's a beautiful thing, but it, I can imagine it is a beautiful thing. It's great. It's it's not a lot of people can do that or have that ability to. So my dad was in this business for a reason, and he must have had that same feeling of enjoying to make people laugh. So why not continue that legacy? And so if my mom, my brother, and I, you know, and, and my family, we can help continue to share that and bring that and continue through generation and generation. We'd love to do that. It's a good thing to pass on. So when you were dating, people know who you were? Or would you be like to subtly be going like, oh, uh, I was watching Uncle Buck yesterday. And then <laughs> and then just see what they would say. You know what I mean? Like, I like oh, I hate that movie. And then you'd be like, this is our last date. <laughs> this is, we're not. No, they. everyone knew. I think it was people didn't know who I was mostly in like school situations, like in college. Some people put two and two together, like with my last name. And then there were some times where I had friends where I remember we were, I was, we were going to a movie and before the movie we were having dinner and I walked to the like warehouse video and I was like, picked up some DVDs of my dad's because we, I was collecting them at the time. And I came back and I was like, Oh, I got these. I got these. And my friend was like, I was like, wait, I just figured it out. He was like, I know who you are. And I was like, I've known you for four years already and you're just figuring out who I'm related to. And then also my brother-in-law did the same thing where we were sitting down having lunch at the quad. I think freshman or junior. No, it must have been sophomore, junior year. My friend, he goes, my brother-in-law now, he goes, do you know that John Candy's daughter goes to the school? And I was like, dude, do you realize who you're talking to? And he was like, oh, right. (laughs) I was like, he's like, I even knew your last name and I still didn't put two and two together. That is really funny, actually. (laughs) (laughs) That is so cool. I have to ask for my wife. Do you know Dan Levy? I do know Dan Levy. Yep. Dan Levy and I grew up, you know, our families grew up together. So our our, our circles hung out. I was the older one in the group. So we and we all went to different schools and stuff like that. And they were also so I I, we grew up with, you know, social events and stuff like that. We hung out. But I think as 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 we got older, our paths went separate ways. But we always supported each other. And whenever we saw each other on the street, we'd be like, hey, Jen, hey, Dan, all that stuff. That's cool. I just uh, if you see if you ever bump into him, just tell my wife said hi. I will. I will. (laughs) What are your favorite John Candy movies or or movies that John Candy was in? Do you know what I love? I, I, I always say this and I love JFK. JFK was such a good film that I can watch over and over again. I also love, boy, Summer Rental is great. They're just, there's, and obviously there's trains, planes, and automobiles and great outdoors, but you know, Summer Rental is such a good one. And JFK, those are so, there's, there's just such good films. Do you think he would have done more serious stuff? Oh, he definitely would have done more. He would have. I think JFK was like the beginning of his. Like he worked so hard. We sh- he shot it in New Orleans, and he had a dialect coach, and he stayed. He stayed. When we went to we went to New Orleans with him, so I remember being in the hotel room when we were supposed to be sleeping, and I'd be sneaking out, and he'd be like, he'd be up late with a dialogue coach and studying and and working on Han lines because he wanted to come to set the next day prepared, and it wasn't like improv where you just kind of you have a script and then you can kind of go off of it a bit. And this was Oliver Stone, and you had you had a script and you had certain cues and lines and uh, shots, and you wanted to be professional. And my dad was professional in everything but I think this teacher it was just a different brain process that he was just like okay I got it I want to and he worked really hard in it and I think and he was phenomenal in it and I think he would have done more of it for sure definitely phenomenal yeah it's, it's interesting to me that some of the best comedic actors John Candy Robin Williams can do serious better than yeah. the serious actors right serious actors can't yeah. necessarily do funny but there's something about comedians that 
when they point themselves in that dramatic direction. Yeah, I completely agree. Another actor I was going to say is Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is a phenomenal actor. He both does serious and comedy so well and an artist. I think actors and comedians that can do both comedy and drama so well, it's just there's like a brain chemistry that I think it's a unique type of person and not a lot of people can do it. Those who can are just I, I admire. It is amazing. I think a couple of my favorite, and again, there's just so many, but I think I don't think people talk enough about Splash. No, Splash is a phenomenal movie. Splash is so good. We already mentioned Stripes. We mentioned uh, Vacation, National Lampoon Vacation. Incredible. You know, that he, they brought him in to save the end of the movie and talk about another character where he was just came in for a small little bit, and that role is so iconic. Right. He's in there for five seconds and like... Blows it away. And then Spaceballs. So great. I appreciate you sharing all these these memories and stories with me. Thank you. Of course. You are a delight. And I look forward to more couch candy. Thank you. Hopefully, the, you know, once this pandemic is over and we can actually start seeing people in person and stay more. Or I guess I can have like a six foot, 12 foot couch and everyone will wear masks. But no, I'd rather. I like being intimate and close with everyone. Where can people keep up with you on the socials? Only do Twitter and, and Instagram, and you can check me out at the Real Gen Candy. I'm on Facebook from time to time, but don't get upset if I don't accept your friend request because I don't. I'm like check it for birthdays and to see to make sure everyone's you know hanging in there. But mostly uh, Twitter and, and Instagram is where I'm at. Cool. And your website? And my website, you can go to jennifer candy.com. Jennifer is also an amazing artist, and you can find all that on the website as well. Yeah. Well, thank you for all the fun and laughs that your family and you continue and your brother continue to bring the world. Thank you so much. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> the world. Thanks, Jennifer. Thank you so much. All right. How awesome was that? Everyone check out Jennifer Candy's website and all the great stuff she's doing. Definitely check out her art. She's got some really cool art up there as well. We didn't talk a lot about it, but it's there and it's super cool. So check that out as well. I'll post all the links in the show notes so you can easily find all the ways to connect with Jennifer Candy. All right. Well, guess what time it is? It's time for the hashtag roundup trend of the week. That's right. That's when we focus on a hashtag from the amazing hashtag roundup. Do you have the hashtag roundup app? Well, it's free. Why don't you have it? Go to the iTunes or Google Play Store and download the app. You'll get notified every time a game starts or follow us on Twitter at hashtag roundup. Tweet along with all the amazing games and one day one of your tweets may show up on a future episode of Live from Detroit, the Jeff Jawaskin Show. Fame and fortune await you. All right. This week's hashtag is a fun one. This is again another game from Lorette. Red's Hot's Tags, a weekly game on Hashtag Roundup. The hashtag is hashtag sweeten a movie. That's right. All this candy talk has got me aching for a sweet tooth. So we're going with hashtag sweeten a movie, the ultimate mashup between something sweet and a movie. And here we go. Hashtag sweeten a movie. Dial M&M for murder for a few dollars more. (laughs) Oreo balls of fury. A starburst is born. These are some amazing hashtag sweeten the movie tweets. And here's some more. Juicy footloose. You gotta cut loose. Juicy footloose. Mars bar attacks. Rocky road warriors. Love is a mini splendor thing. Glucose encounters of the third kind. 
Do hashtag sweeten the movies get any better than this? I don't think so. Missions of Malamars. School of Pop Rocks. Three Men and a Baby Ruth. Edward Snickers Hands. No Cane Sugar for Old Men. My Fair Ladyfinger. And of course, let's wrap it up with Eclair and Present Danger. Haha, <laughs> these are some great examples of hashtag sweet in a movie. And again, they're all retweeted at Jeff Dewaskin Show on Twitter. They'll be listed in the show notes. Retweet these tweeters. Show them some love. Play along yourself, and one day you may end up on Live from Detroit, The Jeff Dewaskin Show. Well, can you believe it? That brings us to the end of yet another episode. Episode 46 has come and gone. I want to thank once again my guest, Jennifer Candy, for all her amazing stories that she shared. And of course, it was a delight having you back once again. I bid you adieu, and I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Jeff Dwoskin Show with your host, Jeff Dwoskin. Now go repeat everything you heard and sound like a genius. Catch us online at thejeffdwoskinshow.com or follow us on Twitter at Jeff Dwoskin Show. And we'll see you next time.